0: everybody Tyler Smith here with another more than one lesson mini-sode um so uh I was reluctant to record this when I am because it's in the middle of Halloween times and we like to brand things um and this is not horror related except I don't know maybe in a in a larger way perhaps it is um so A few uh, months ago, I recorded an episode, or pardon me, a mini-sode, um, that I titled Vulnerability, in which I talked about some of my difficulties uh, at the time, and uh, feeling a bit suicidal, and that kind of thing. Um, Well, that was a few months ago, and I wanted to give people an update, Uh, and this could be a little bit rough. Um, This is not a wholly positive update. Um, But it is hopefully it is hopeful. So my wife and I just moved to a new house uh, from our uh, townhome. We moved half a block away. I think I've, I've a lot of this will be stuff that I've said either on Battleship Pretension or here on More Than One Lesson just kind of scattered about, but uh, I decided to consolidate it. So uh, essentially, my wife and I were having a good day back in uh, May. We just got home from church, and we happened to see a little sign that said... Uh, said uh open house and it was half a block from our house and my uh, my wife jen likes to um look at open houses especially in our neighborhood just to kind of see what it would be like to live in an actual house instead of a townhome so we looked uh and the moment we stepped inside we realized like oh my okay this is uh our initial thought was like oh this is this was a mistake because now we're just going to be really bummed that we can't live here and then we found out the price and it was actually very feasible and we were probably going to start looking for a house in a couple of years uh but this just kind of uh presented itself at a price that was feasible and so we started uh we initiated um looking to sell our town home and buy this house and and everything worked out um but what I will say is that, uh, and I again, I might be repeating myself, but um, I feel like I have a very specific uh, skill set, um, not to sound like the film Taken, which I actually haven't seen, um, but there are things that I'm good at and things that I am not. Um, and the things that I am not good at include almost anything logistical, uh, or administrative. And as it turns out selling a house and buying a house requires both. Uh, and so a lot of stuff, Jen depended depended on me for certain things. She took care of a lot of it cause she is talented in this area, but just because she's good at it and I'm not, that doesn't mean that she should do everything. And so, um, I did some things correctly, but I did a lot of things incorrectly or incompletely. And it was pretty rough um, because it seemed like every single day, this was in June and July, it seemed like every single day um, that I was letting her down and that I was being reminded of how awful I am at things that at the time and even since then, like, I convinced myself that the stuff I'm not good at matters. The stuff I am good at doesn't matter at all. So moving day came along. I believe it was uh, July 19th. And so uh, Jen was actually out of town. She was uh, back in Minnesota. I think she was shooting a wedding. Otherwise, she would have absolutely, you know, canceled that trip to be here to help with last-minute preparations. And... Um, but it, it, it fell to me to oversee the movers and all of that kind of thing. And so July 18th, um, it was a Sunday. The movers were coming on Monday. So um, uh, Jen and I were on the phone and we realized that I had not uh, arranged electricity, um, or power or whatever you want to call it to be transferred to our new house. So there was the possibility, um, that we would be without electricity. And I think also water, basically just everything, you know, DWP department of water and power. Like I just hadn't transferred any of it. Um, and so, you know, Jen was worried that we would be moving into a house that, uh, didn't have any water. And by the way, that is what we moved into for uh, a few days. It did have electricity. So that was good. But, um, So she was very upset, understandably so, and so on the phone, we got into a pretty rough argument, and I felt very, very ashamed of myself, Um, so she hung up, and I was just so tired of being me and letting her down, so I went down to the garage, sat in the car, leaving the garage door shut and turned on the car and rolled down my window and just sat there for a while um i didn't think i was going to stick around like i didn't uh, part of me it's it's hard to explain like i wasn't totally committed to what i was doing i was thinking like look you know at any moment you're going to turn off the car and you're going to go back upstairs and you're going to get stuff done um and and then I I was actually looking up on my phone while I was in there, like what it takes to die that way. And apparently these new cars with their new, uh, fuel efficiency and, and emission standards, it, it's actually very difficult to kill yourself that way. So I kind of chuckled to myself. Um, but I also recognized that I was in a pretty rough state. And so I once again called the suicide hotline and, um, And the person there was asking me a lot of questions, and I was crying a lot and all that. And uh, incidentally, at one point, he yawned, and I hung up immediately because uh, I was not in a great headspace. I understand that people yawn. It doesn't mean that they're bored, but I was not in the mood. So I hung up, but I did get out of the car. And... Then I called a friend who's been on this show, Nathan Potter, and he came over and we hung out in the new house, which at the time was empty, and just kind of prayed. And it was it was very nice. Um, and not long after, uh, uh, so the move happened and all that, and I told Jen what had happened, and so she insisted that I see a, a therapist who I have been going to once a week. Uh, and so there have been some ups and downs. Um, but then in early September... Uh, Jen and I got into another argument and by the way I don't want anyone to think that like oh so Jen is kind of driving him to this it's not that people have arguments all the time you know Um, couples have arguments all the time but me being where I was mentally, not to mention the fact that I do absolutely make an idol out of my marriage, and if i am if I am in my opinion failing at being the best husband ever, I feel like I have no real identity, so that is an issue of mine, not of hers you know i can 't ask that we never disagree or never get in an argument that is a, a silly expectation, but anyway, we had gotten into a, a, an argument early September and I happened to be um out and about and I was just and I just felt like I was failing her again and so when I as I was on my way home I thought like you know a moment ago I talked about how I was sitting in the garage with the car running and I wasn't fully committed I was committed now so I drove to a Walgreens and I purchased a $25 bottle of sleeping pills, not Tylenol PM, cause I knew that wouldn't do the job. It would just uh, destroy my liver and make me sick. Uh, these were actual sleeping pills. I looked up the dosage that was required. Um, and so I bought this large bottle of pills with every expectation of taking them. The plan was to come home There was work that I needed to do, so I did a little bit of work. I just sat in my office. It was totally dark except for my computer, and I was just working in total silence. Jen knew that I was not in a great mood, so she did not. uh, So she just left me alone, not knowing what I was thinking about. And my plan was I was just going to hang out, I don't know why I was doing work, I guess I needed to do something, but I was just gonna hang out until Jen went to sleep and then I was going to take this entire bottle of pills and I would finally be done with all of this. Um, but then I also thought like, okay, well, you're also very tired, so perhaps you should take a nap and when you wake up, you'll feel better. So I did w- I did take a nap and I felt a little bit better and then uh, Jen and I proceeded to have another big argument and I thought like, okay, Confirmed. I now know what I'm going to do. And, um, thankfully, thankfully, I mean, I do thank God for this, that I just felt like, no, you should talk to Jen about where you guys are right now. And you're not merely in your marriage, but just in general. Um, And so we sat down and had had a difficult argument in which I brought up the idea of divorce because clearly I was in the mood to just get away. I was was tired of seeing in her my own failure. And so we talked at length about divorce, um, again, initiated by me. And things calmed down quite a bit and Jen reassured me that like, hey, divorce is not an option and she's okay with that like she recognizes that there are things that I'm good at and that I am the man for her you know and it's nice to hear that Um, it's nice to hear that someone is not merely putting up with you but they recognize that or at least they (laughs) they assert I didn't really believe her but they assert uh, at the time that um, that you are good for them at a time when I was thinking that I was very bad for her um, so things were looking okay that evening. And, uh, so she gave me a big hug and said like, Hey, I love you. And you're the only one for me. And so I, again, thankfully I said, I, I should probably tell you something. And I told her about the, uh, the pills and she asked where they were. I said, they're in my office. And so she said that she would get rid of them, which she did. Um, which bothered me cause I was not that she did it, but it's like, ah, oh, I just wasted, wasted $25 and we're on a budget. Um, which is, you know, it's weird the places your mind goes. Um, so that was probably the last scare, but it wasn't that long ago, really. It was again, beginning of September. That's a month and a half ago. Um, since then I've had good days and bad days and I've had some nice, uh, realizations um, that I wanted to share with with some of you. So, um, I did tell this story uh, before. A few weeks ago, I was going to go to dinner with a friend. And I had just recorded the episode in which I talk about political movies. And... I had recorded it, I had made a mistake in the recording, but I had forgotten about it when it came time to edit and post it, so I posted it with a mistake in it, and so I was driving to, um, I was driving to dinner, and so I threw that episode on because I wasn't quite sure how it would sound, because it had been a while since I had recorded something by myself, that was the only reason I was listening to it, and within a couple minutes, I realized, I hadn't even gotten to the mistake yet, but I realized, oh no, I have posted something with this mistake and and I I kept driving but I went absolutely ballistic on myself I screamed at myself for five straight minutes Um, I can't repeat a lot of it here because it was laced with profanity Um, in fact I'd say it was mostly profanity Um, but I will I will uh, Summarize by saying you are abs i was talking to myself saying tyler you are absolutely worthless you are such an idiot you are good at nothing nothing i that was the that was the loudest i yelled was that second nothing um then i said like you you are o- the only thing you can do is podcasting and you failed at that again you're bad at everything you you are completely and utterly worthless 5 minutes of this at the top of my lungs and this whole time i'm driving i'm driving towards dinner and what i will say though is that Look, I know that not every, everybody that listens to this, I know that you're not Christian. Um, so when I start to talk about God intervening, I'm sure maybe you just shut off or maybe you roll your eyes. Um, and that's fine, go ahead and do that. But what I will say is that after that horrendous tirade, I really felt like, I really felt like God stepped in As if he could not stand to hear somebody destroy his creation the way I was. Admittedly, it was the creation destroying itself. And after five minutes, it stopped very abruptly. And then my mind just went somewhere completely different. And... I started saying things once again, out loud to myself, by the way, I don't think I'm, I don't think I have multiple personalities. This all came from me, but it definitely felt like I was talking, you know, it felt like I was yelling at somebody who happened to be me. And then the second thing came along and it was just so gentle. And it basically said, or I guess I basically said, you need to stop talking to yourself this way. You made a mistake. Everybody, Literally everybody makes mistakes. The mistake you made is not particularly egregious. It's not going to hurt anybody. You are no worse than anybody else. You're no better than anybody else, but you're no worse. These things that you've been telling yourself are absolute poison. You are poisoning yourself. And they are lies. They are absolute lies. Um, and so then I arrived at dinner with my friend, and he immediately asked if I was feeling sick because I had apparently yelled so loud that my voice was hoarse. Um, but I actually arrived feeling pretty good and feeling like, yes, those are just lies. It's, you know, to bring in other elements, the, the idea of spiritual warfare, you know, it talks about how Satan will just lie to you that like he, he gets you to believe things that aren't true about literally anything. You know, the important thing is that you believe things that aren't so and to believe that you're completely worthless and useless and that you should die and the world would be better off without you. Oh my gosh. What, what use can a person be when they believe that? And they certainly can't be of much worldly use if they kill themselves or if they convince themselves that they are as, that they are so worthless. And it it helped, it helped me to think in those terms. Um, and so, not long after that, I I had this other thought that it was kind of a revelation. Um, it's it's it may sound a little bit demented, but uh, it's a very helpful tool for me. Um, I had to tell myself, Tyler, your brain is broken right now. Not completely broken. I can still function, but your brain is not operating the way that most people's do at the moment. And so you can't really trust all of your perceptions, especially once you start making extreme assumptions or when you start to uh, read into things that other people say, like you really are going to have to just accept what is there. And if you have friends, people that are hanging out with you, Yes, you could think, yeah, they're just hanging out with me out of pity, but there's no actual evidence of that. So you just need to trust that they are with you because they want to be with you. Same with your wife. And I found that very helpful because when my mind goes to rough places, I need to remind myself, Tyler, your brain is broken. This is the same brain that said it would be a great idea to buy a bottle of pills to take. This is the same brain that said you would be better off dead. And yes, I recognize that to think in those terms is extreme, but we are dealing with extreme emotions here and I need all the help I can get. You know, I need all the reminders I can get. And so I told Jen that she has helped a lot, um, saying what is true and what is a lie. Um, and so I wanted to, use this to maybe try to encourage you guys out there. I don't know if anybody's dealing with this type of thing and certainly maybe, I don't know, I don't know if anybody's dealing with it to this extent, but I did want to extrapolate larger things and just say that in the same way that I say my brain is broken and that that is for me a helpful reminder, I would encourage those of you who are feeling worthless, flawed, whatever it is, um, I would encourage you to remind yourself that you are broken and that everybody is broken in some ways, maybe in every way. And that that brokenness can lead us to believe lies. And The lies could be of of any particular kind. A recent one that I've come to is when people say, Hey, God loves you so much. It doesn't matter what you do. Where my mind goes is, Oh, okay, so I'm not even a person. I'm not even an individual. I'm not even Tyler. I am simply a warm body. And if he loves everybody, regardless of what they do, if you can't gain any favor or whatever, then... Then there's nothing particularly unique about you, and he doesn't—he doesn't love you specifically. He just loves you as an idea. Uh, so that's a thing that I—that <laughs> I told myself uh, when I was trying to feel good. Um, and then I look to the Bible and it talks over and over again about God delighting in you specifically, uh, knowing you and your specific personality, knowing your specific flaws, your strengths, and loving all of that um, unconditionally. So here's what I'll say is the idea of God loving me is not a thing that when I'm in the depths um, it's not a thing that brings me a great deal of comfort all i feel is that i am hurting and i want to stop hurting and you know all i can do is thank god that in those moments i at least had the presence of mind to reach out to somebody whether it be call the suicide hotline or go to my therapist or call a friend or talk to jen or whatever it is and i thank god that on those moments when i've been in those moments when i've been alone that it's almost as if God was able to, to realize, you know, was able to sense that, oh, he doesn't have anybody he can talk to right now. So you know what? I'm going to intervene and I will have him talk to himself. Um, so I wanted to let everybody know all of this. And again, I don't, I'm re- I'm always reluctant to, to record stuff like this because I feel like I'm using it as a therapy session or I'm, I'm asking for people to email, like encouraging things So what I'll say is don't feel like you need to. I do have a support system and I'm trying to utilize it a lot more than I used to. Um, So don't feel like you need to email and say, no, no, you're a good podcaster. That's not it. I'm saying this so that, you know, when, when I'm, contemplating these things I do feel very alone and I'm sure I'm now I'm absolutely sure that I'm repeating myself from a few months ago but when I'm feeling these things I feel very alone and and it feels like no one understands at all and so maybe you're somebody that feels like this I know that artistically minded people whether they be creators or just people that love art um, I know that we tend to be melancholy and I know we tend towards any number of, of you know mental illnesses, uh, to put it in no uncertain terms. And it's possible that we feel like we're the only one that feels like this. And so I just wanna let you know that no, I feel like this regularly. I have my good days, I have my bad days. I am about to be taking a three week trip to Asia and I am terrified. Why? It's a fun vacation. I'm going to be there with Jen. I'm going to be there with two old friends from Chicago. Everything's all planned out. So why am I scared? And it's because it's un- A, it's unknown, and I feel like I'm going to be a huge burden to everybody. I'm going to keep them from having a good time. And that is how I feel about most things. So again... I don't have i have good days and bad days and on those bad days i need to remind myself that my brain is broken that i am broken but that god still loves me me not just the human who happens to be sitting here right now he loves tyler smith just as he loves all of you individually he knows not merely what you've done bad but he knows what you've done good he knows your quirky sense of humor or your lack of sense of humor. He knows your IQ. He knows um, the things that you're good at and the things that you're bad at. And he wraps his arms around you and says, I love you, and I will not let anything destroy you, maybe even especially yourself. And it's a thing that I have a hard time remembering, but on those days when I do remember I I wish I could say that I feel uplifted, um, but I can't. But I don't really. Um, my feelings at the moment are things that I can't really trust. I'm going to have to focus on what I know to be true. Um, Jen was talking when I was telling her about this stuff. She uh, brought up uh, the Hunger Games movies, uh, in which uh, Peta. I think in the third film or the fourth film, whatever it is, um, he has been brainwashed by the, the capital. And then he gets brought in, brought back in with, you know, the rebels or whatever. And he has been brainwashed and he has to ask Katniss, Hey, this is a thing that I think true or untrue. And she has to, she has to guide him. And so, you know, thankfully, I have my wife, I have friends, and then I also have the Bible, which does say, you know, when it talks about God just ugh, just abhorring you and just not really caring much about you, but maybe loving you out of obligation, there's no indication of that in the Bible. It is untrue. And so, hopefully, as I... As I say these things, hopefully you feel encouraged. Maybe I have provided you with some kind of tools to just help you cope. These are, you know, these are things that help me cope day to day. They don't fix anything. Um, I'm having small revelations here and there, like that idea of me idolizing my marriage. That's a new thing. Um, of course, anybody who knows me could have said like years ago, like, "Hey Tyler, I think you might be making an idol out of your marriage." Um, but I'm stubborn, and I can, and I I need to come to conclusions on my own, and that is one that I recently came to, and it's actually very helpful um, for me to realize that I'm over prioritizing my marriage uh, as a function of my identity. So, I would encourage you um, if you if you need to talk to somebody or you need to email someone feel free to reach out to me though. Again, I'm going to be out of the country for a while, so I might not get back to you immediately. And I do apologize about that. But, um, but if also, if you wanted to, to keep me in your prayers about any number of things, um, please do so because I definitely need it. And the really scary part is I I don't know how long I'm going to feel like this. I might feel like this for the rest of my life, especially because on top of everything else, Jen and I are look, are, are getting ready to adopt a kid. Now we might not, we might not have him until the spring or maybe even next fall. Who knows? Or we could have him by January. Who knows? But, um, you know, part of me feels like, okay, I gotta get, I gotta be fixed by then. Well, I might not be. um, so you know you can pray for both of us about that um so rather than ramble on which i've already done a, a fair amount of um i just want to i'll just i'll just sign off i'll let you, just want to let you know where i am right now in case because i did have a few people ask in the last month or two like hey how are you doing with all this stuff that's how i'm doing not super great but I'm hopefully getting a little bit better bit by bit. So, and uh, hopefully if you're dealing with this stuff, you are as well. So, um, I think that's about it. Uh, sorry that this is not uh, Halloween times appropriate. Um, there is an episode coming out in the next few days in which Josh and I are going to talk about don't breathe. So, um, if you haven't seen that, that film, check it out. It's very good. Um, and yeah, we will just see you then. Thanks a lot. Bye.